my name is Sierra. And I'm Mina. And you're listening to The Third Eye Sears. Today we have a special guest. Sierra, do you want to introduce our, our oh guest? Oh my goodness, yes. This is a good friend of mine. His name is Andrew Keller. He is a Viking wizard ninja pirate. <laughs> Hello, Sears, and thank you for having me on the show today. I look forward to our discussion. So, as you probably saw in the title bar today, our topic is going to be about toxicity and toxic relationships and yeah we're just going to kind of get into a discussion talk about different roles that it plays in our society and obviously the first thing we're going to start out with is the definition of a toxic person which is someone who causes distress in others through negative words and actions Um, toxic traits of a toxic person include insupportive or um, unpleasant behavior, being manipulative, judgmental, controlling, and self-centered. Now, obviously, we are all humans. People make mistakes. This is not, if somebody makes a mistake, they're a toxic person. It's about repetitive behavior that this person presents. Have you guys ever experienced a, a toxic relationship or a toxic person? Absolutely. I think it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. I've experienced toxic people in my life. I've also been a toxic person. I definitely have as well, in a sense, whether it be friends, intimate relationships, or even family members sometimes, how that goes. And any one of them can be the hardest of them all. And unfortunately, that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I I come from a family of addicts, mostly recovering, thank God. But... um, so I, I know all about the, the manipulation and the, the toxicity. Yes. Yeah. It's hard growing up in an environment like that, too, because then, like, you become, you get stuck in that, like, cycle of comfort with toxicity, and it makes it harder to step away from it. Well, and when you grow up in toxic relationships with loved ones, when you actually get, like, good things in your life, you almost feel like you don't deserve it because you're so used to, you know, toxic bad behavior that it's like a shock to your brain and your body. I feel like you're like, oh. Yeah, I agree completely. It's kind of, um, I've had to adjust my sense of like what is too good to be true because, you know, like they say, if it's like, you know, if it's too good, then it's probably not fucking true. You know what I mean? But like, it's because I feel like I don't deserve that much. So then I have to adjust what is what is real and what's not as far as what I deserve. It's definitely a thing of learned patterns. You mm-hmm. learn that things can be toxic and you learn to think that toxic is okay and this is normal. So when you have something, as you both were mentioning, you break out of that cycle, you don't know how to handle it to a point without more time of learning and unlearning toxic behaviors. Mm-hmm. thousand percent. You have more information for us, Mina? I do. I do have more information. So I want to get into a little bit how toxic relationships are romanticized in our society. They're often romanticized in media. And then, of course, there are like classic tropes that just aren't true about relationships, romantic or platonic. Kind of like 
love has the power to heal everything or like the only thing you need is love as long as you love each other then everything will work out and like that's not necessarily true or like if it's real then it'll be easy when in reality like you gotta work for a healthy relationship like a healthy relationship requires work and then like being your partner or friend's main focus all the time um not necessarily like like texting all the time or like things like that but just kind of like if your partner has no other priorities except for you and what you're doing that's not healthy but like people I don't know I've just seen so many movies I mean especially like because we all grew up watching like well I don't know if, if everybody watched the 2000s rom-coms but like I grew up watching those all of the time and they set very unrealistic standards and especially for women like I feel like I very much had to kind of step out of the like Cinderella syndrome of like yeah a man is gonna come and fix my life for me yes yes because that's toxic I'm expecting way too much <laughs> way too much anyways um do you guys have anything you want to say so far not right now okay um, someone who refuses to take no for an answer, like, for example, the notebook, when um, Noah and Allie, when they're in the Ferris wheel, and she he's trying to get her to come and dance with him, and she says no, and so he gets over off the Ferris wheel cart and starts dangling from it when it's at its highest height so that she'll say yes. Like, we all swooned and cried over that movie, but that is the most toxic shit ever. <laughs> like, he's literally risking his life just to get this woman to say yes and manipulate her. Like, that's not romantic. I mean, it was I mean, it was romantic. <laughs> when, when you're watching it, it feels romantic because it's this giant gesture of like, oh, I can't live without you saying yes to me and me spending more time with you. But it's like, okay, calm the fuck down. <laughs> that's the exact definition of you're saying the toxic romanticized scenarios exactly. because it, it wants to be portrayed from media and movies and shows this means love mm -hmm. because love conquers all but in the end that is extremely toxic mm -hmm. and never will benefit in that situation because as much as you love somebody there are times maybe that you would be risking their, your life for them yeah. but for small gestures that's not positive no. and leads to bad learned behaviors I agree completely. Yeah. Completely do. Um, <laughs> then there's also... Completely do. And then there's also the idea that... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dude, we're going to go get some za after this. Oh, my God. Um, I wish I had said that. I want some fucking pizza now. Um, anyways. The risotto's slapping. <laughs> risotto. <laughs> what? This is from Stranger Things. Stranger Things oh. quote. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not hit. <laughs> I am not hip with the new things. Anyways, um, like, I'm sorry um, to interject. I'll just cut all of this out. Maybe I won't. Yes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> there's this new trend, I guess, with like TikTokers and like Instagram reels uh -huh. where they're like, show you're a true Paramore fan. And then you have to like mouth the words to um, Misery Business. And I'm like, that's literally their most popular that's song. <laughs> like, if if you were at all like of speaking age, in the 2000s you know the words to that song this doesn't prove you're a fan yeah. of paramore i don't know i'm like maybe i'm just not the, the definition of poser would be a picture of you mouth <laughs> is this video of you mouthing misery business <laughs> don't get me wrong i own that album nonetheless oh, riot's up amazing album. Ama amazing 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 
<laughs> uh, yeah, but of all songs, I just, anyways. So another romanticized idea is the idea that uh, the right person will just know how to love you with, like, Ooh. no communication. Like, I don't care how observant you are. No one is a mind reader. No one is going to know exactly what it is that you want. And so, yeah, communication is key to a healthy relationship. It is. I'm learning that I really don't like confrontation. So I try to, like, even subconsciously, like, stir away from them. Like, oh, no, 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 no. We're just going to ignore this. <laughs> so from experience, it is really hard to break those cycles and to, like, just be aware, like, communication is going to bring your relationship more harmony and bliss because yeah. you guys are actually going to know, like, how each other are feeling. It's a thing you have to be careful with, though, too. Just like saying love conquers all, just because you're communicating doesn't mean it's positive. There can mm -hmm. still be epic levels of toxic communication mm -hmm. when you express your feelings as well. And that's part of the topic. Yeah, I was yeah. about to get into that, too. Just how, like, you know, like, it can be scary to have that confrontation just because, especially if you come from toxic cycles and that's what you grew up around, then it's really hard for you to be able to confront someone because you automatically think that a fight or something negative is going to come out of it versus like actual communication and I think it's important to note that if actual communication isn't being had when you do these confrontations which again like you also need to make effort to come at it from a positive positive way and wanting to just present something that you need rather than like accusatorily confronting someone that doesn't help either but if that other person is receiving it poorly, then you need to have a conversation about communication, obviously. And then if that doesn't work out, then this person is probably not the person for you. Because if you guys can't communicate effectively, then your relationship probably won't be healthy or work out in the long term. That's how I feel. And that's something that you work on. Yeah. You can't necessarily go from the very beginning and communicate perfectly. Oh, yeah. A and thousand percent. I agree that it's not a thing of, well... If you try some and it doesn't work, then you just need to look the other way. You work on it and yeah. see if you can make progress mm -hmm. and go from there. And that's how you can determine, well, will this be toxic in the end mm -hmm. and something that you should change mm -hmm. or something that can break that toxic pattern mm -hmm. and move on to something positive. Right. And also just being like fully conscious in your part of the communication as well and making sure that you're... You know, whether it is that you need to take space so you're not coming at it from such emotional standpoint and you can like communicate clearly what it is that you need. Um, and you can actually like like for me personally, when I get really emotional in confrontational situations, I like throw up a brick wall and anything you're saying to me is like literally going in one ear and out the other. Like I just can't focus on anything you're saying because so much is going on in my head. So I have to like go for away for a second, calm down. And then come back to it. And yeah, <clears throat> it just makes it easier. Um, speaking of walls, that was a great segue. <laughs> Thinking it's someone else's job to tear down the walls that you've built. So it's again, it's like back to that whole like Cinderella syndrome type thing. Like you can't expect your partner to come in and fix everything for you. Like there's work that you have to do for yourself as well. And then lastly, that jealousy is cute because 
yeah, I mean, it's like, it's one thing if you want to be monogamous, that's like totally fine. But there are like toxic situations in which like toxic people will control you so that you don't have like, like any friends of, you know, like any friends that you might have any type of romantic connection with at any point in time ever, like they don't want that to happen. So then they just like, yeah, like, like if you have a boyfriend and he doesn't want you to have any guy friends because he gets jealous because you're hanging out with these friends that you have completely platonic relationships with, then that's not healthy. You know what I mean? It's natural if you're a monogamous person to get jealous if your partner is flirting or crossing that line with somebody else. That's natural. That's not necessarily unhealthy, but it's when you are trying to have just platonic friendships and that's not even allowed without jealousy, then that's when you're crossing the boundary into unhealthy, I think at least. It's definitely a form of a toxic wall that someone will put in front of you mm -hmm. to control and manipulate you in a toxic situation. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent. And then they kind of try to make it seem like it's your fault because you're not assuring them and they're in the relationship. You know, like you're not doing the part to make them feel secure in the relationship when in reality they're asking too much of you. Okay, so some mis misconceptions are um, that like toxic relationships are binary with solely like an abuser and then like an abusee. Um, there can also be toxic relationships where you guys are like trading those roles, you know, and you guys are kind of abusing each other and being toxic against each other. And when I say abuse, I don't mean physically abusive because that's when you're crossing the line from a toxic relationship into an abusive relationship I mean more of like just the emotional and mental play of it like the gaslighting and the manipulation the controlling you know and then if you are in a toxic relationship then it's your fault because you you put yourself there when in reality what a lot of these toxic people will do is they'll whether it's consciously or not Pick someone who will be easy to manipulate because that is what suits them better in a relationship for them to continue to be this toxic person and be controlling in this way and get away with it. Yeah. And then just kind of how also like in the beginning, because what they'll do is they'll try to choose someone who will be easy to manipulate, but they'll begin it all with love bombing. So you go into the relationship thinking that you are going to be, you know, loved and cared for and appreciated the way that you should be and then all of that shit kind of fades away and is replaced with this toxicity so it's not always like you go into this relationship and it's automatically toxic usually it starts with love bombing and because that's the beginning of the manipulation you just don't see it yet because they're being so loving and caring um, and that's all i have as far as misconceptions and then i just really wanted to explain real quick the difference between a toxic relationship and a an abusive one um, just because they aren't the same. So all toxic relationships are not abusive, but all abusive relationships are toxic. And a toxic relationship is kind of just the building blocks for an abusive relationship. So if you start realizing that your relationship is toxic, then, I mean, A, obviously first try to communicate this with your partner and like because sometimes people just fall into patterns because that's again like we said what they grew up in but if they're not listening to you and they refuse to to change or help improve your relationship in a healthy manner then 
things can escalate and you don't want to put yourself in that situation. And it's better to try to get yourself out before they escalate. And even if things don't necessarily escalate into a physically abusive relationship, I would still try to use a resource to exit out of that toxic relationship because some people are so controlling that they won't cross that physical boundary until you threaten to take yourself away from the situation. And so it's just good to be careful and make sure that you are protected and safe. And to add to that too, it's definitely a thing of a lot of people, whether it be something they were, they were familiar with in the past of being treated toxically, even if you haven't, you get in those situations and you are stuck on the fact that you are attracted to someone or that you want to be with someone and it's hard to step away from that, mm-hmm. but you have to realize too that it's okay. It's not wrong of you or manipulative or mean or toxic to choose to exit a situation if there is not improvement and if it is not what is good for you mm-hmm. as a person. And I'm not saying that you just want to, well, something bad happened, so I'm going to end this here. But if you see after time and effort and trying to stop toxic behavior, but no matter your efforts, you are still in the same situation with the toxicity. You need to know that it's okay to step away and Mm -hmm. that it's not wrong, even though it hurts a lot and because you're attracted to somebody, but you have to be able to be aware with yourself and understand that and move forward, even if it hurts at times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you were saying, even if you're attracted to someone, but even if you love someone, I was in a very toxic relationship and I was in love with him, you know, and it was really hard for me to step away from that. But that was all, I mean, a lot of that was stemming from my fear of being alone as well, but you still have to acknowledge like, this is what is best for me. You know, even if it's not necessarily something that is going to make me happy right now in the long term, I'll be happier and healthier. Okay. So I think that's all I have. We can like delve into discussions or if uh, you guys want, I can like list off these three questions real quick. Let's let's hear one of the questions and then we might. No, no, you're totally fine. No, I was holding up my finger because it's question number one. Oh. Um, <laughs> question number one. Yeah. Question numero uno. Um, have you been in a in Have you in a, Have you been toxic in some way at some point in your life? And what made you change, Sierra? Start us off. Oh. Yes, lots of times, especially as a kid. I was very toxic, so let me think of um Andrew, you go first. Let me let me <laughs> You wanna ponder some on it? Yeah. Okay. I've definitely had situations where I have been toxic and whether it be from a situation that brought toxicity out of me because of a toxic situation or because I wasn't comfortable with myself in a situation and felt like, I guess you could call it insecurities, where I would do things or say things in some form of an aggressive way, passive-aggressive, whatever style of defensive person that you are, because everyone's different, and do things, go out of my way to be toxic, even though it was more of a thing of me trying to get what I wanted, which ends up being controlling and toxic because I wasn't happy with the situation doing things of 
purposely not talking to the person or going out of my way to make comments about things that I know bothers that person just so I could get under their skin because they have been toxic to me and I want them to feel the same way and which is just a propensity for a cycle to never stop and that's the times you need to stop and reevaluate like we said earlier that is this really for me should this be going this way and I'm sure that everybody can realize it makes you unhappy even doing those things you want to get some feel of revenge happiness but what's romanticized even as we said in movies and tv shows in society we always see a theme of revenge and vengeance mm -hmm. but at the end of it there is never a resolution for the character or the person and that's something that you look for and you can see and it helps you to understand and move on and make better decisions and do your best not to be toxic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree completely. Do you have yours? Um, yes. I would say that, especially in middle school, I was just such a bitch. <laughs> and I really almost hated myself. And so I wanted like other people to feel the same pain that I had felt. Mm -hmm. which didn't make me feel any better. And it took a long time after that to like realize like, maybe this isn't the best way to handle these emotions. And what mm -hmm. is this? I'm never going to feel happy. So obviously this isn't working. Yeah. But yeah, I've definitely been toxic as a child. Yeah. I was a toxic person as well. I mean... I feel like I'm obviously we're all still learning. I don't feel like I'm necessarily like a toxic person anymore, though. But I'd say one of the biggest things I used to, I used to be a compulsive liar. And um, I remember when I came out of high school, I kind of hit the wave of like just becoming a lot more self-reflective and realizing some things because now you're like becoming an adult and like things are getting real. And I didn't like start out with like college or anything either. So I didn't have that buffer and yeah and I remember I had moved in with some friends and I had actually not crashed her car but I did hit another person's car with my friend's car and I lied about that shit mm. yes I lied about that shit and like everybody knew I was lying I remember feeling like such a fool like such a an idiot for and it was so like it was so compulsive that like even though I knew everybody knew I I just couldn't I couldn't say the truth I just physically could not say the truth and after that moment is like that was what really made me be like okay like this has to fucking change about you like you can't be this person and even today sometimes like there will be times when like there will be like little things that like something will happen and then my brain because like I have a million voices in my head and my brain just kind of like stems off a story from whatever small thing that happened and then I want to tell somebody that story that doesn't exist and I'm like I have to like stop myself and be like why do you want to just make up a story and like why, like why don't you use especially because like I want to be a writer so I'm like why don't you just write this down and like use this creatively for something instead yeah, of like yeah, yeah. trying to make your life seem more interesting you know what I mean like it's just dumb so moving on to the second question uh what toxic habits are you still trying to quit? Do you want to go first? Yes. I can say that for myself, definitely, in my experiences with other people, and mostly because you don't always know 
that your behavior is toxic coming from yourself. You don't realize it because you can only self-internalize and being able to see something from outside the box from a different perspective is eye-opening and somebody will always have such a better view from the outside because just because you think you're being one way does not mean by any means that's exactly how you're being and a lot of people will get stuck in that mindset because you're around yourself more than anybody else mm -hmm. so you aren't able to see things the same way and for me some of one of my things that I've been working on for as long as I can remember is my form of communication and how I react to people and situations because in recent events that I've encountered I can come off in ways that seem dismissive and aggressive passive aggressive in ways and that other people think that I am upset with them or they get upset because they feel a bad energy from me and I do this without even realizing it when my goal is actually trying to be something more instead of reacting immediately like you were saying Mina and stepping away from the situation whether it be physically or mentally and stepping away from a situation doesn't mean stopping talking and running away and hiding for a time it's right. properly removing yourself from a situation so you can assess it in your own mind and come up with the right words and statements for the proper communication that isn't toxic that you can have a better resolution conversation of as we mentioned before to come to a resolution and not a cyclical cycle of toxic words and behaviors that's something I continue to continue to work on as it has been other people who have told me this and for myself it's taken a lot of time for me to accept that as well and it's something that I continue to work on for myself oh yeah I think for myself um learning how to not have codependency tendencies and still like have goals that I want to accomplish for myself and have days where I just am by myself and treat myself because like you've said earlier in this episode how you're spending the most time with yourself mm -hmm. so really just like you know get giving yourself the things that you need instead of trying to get it from external things or external external beings that was literally what I was about to say <laughs> <laughs> no I mean <clears throat> yesterday I had a really depressive episode and like I think another thing I'm I'm trying to work on since you already said that is um trying not to do everything because I have a tendency to think that I can do it all and then like yesterday I just had like a total meltdown and I was like like thankfully I doordash and let, no one is in my car with me because like I cried for like two hours straight and then I just had to stop working and being like this isn't helping you mentally like you might be getting more money but this isn't helping you and I had to go sit at the beach for like 40 minutes and like just sit in silence I left my phone in my car I was like I just need to decompress and listen to myself and not try to do everything all at once and find a good balance for everything because I feel like at the end of the day like a lot of toxicity comes from lack of balance and so if you find your balance then a lot of those toxic things will kind of dissipate but I feel like it's also just like an everyday thing you know everything is about just like constantly improving and making sure moment by moment you know or like event by event you know the different things are going to happen and it's about how 
you react to those things that is a factor of like whether you're being toxic or not did that make any sense yes because you can't control the things that happen around you for the most part the only thing you can do is control yourself exactly all right third and last question it's a three-parter though have you ever been in a toxic relationship with a toxic person if you want to describe a specific instance i mean don't just say yes oh (laughs) what if i don't feel comfortable like i don't want to speak that kind of what about them yeah i mean you don't have to like name them or like anything like i don't know i guess like so I can start off yeah, to yeah, give okay. a generalization okay. cool, for cool, it cool, cool, cool. because it's not something that you have to explicitly say, I was with John Doe and we were at this place and right. doing and it that way. This and, this to yeah. me. and to answer this question, I wish I could say that there was less than more circumstances where I've been in toxic situations, but I can say that I've had my fair share and it's been all over the place. Even when it comes to, I've had situations where toxic situation wasn't because a person was aggressively toxic that they were passively toxic in a way that they don't even realize that they may have been being but it was more of a victimization that no matter what i did it seemed like i was always in the wrong and despite conversations and communication and being clear about things things still didn't seem to be clear and I was made to feel bad or I felt bad because they would get upset and I would just wonder what am I doing wrong, which is also a toxic behavior. Just always believing that you're wrong just because someone else is upset Mm -hmm. doesn't make you mean that you did something bad or wrong. It doesn't make it feel better because of course, if you're interacting with somebody, you're doing it most likely because you have some type of feelings for them, intimate or platonic, just friendship, family, but it still hurts and you care. Mm -hmm. I've had situations too where I've been, with aggressively toxic people where I've been in a relationship where I have been hit by a woman on more than one occasion. Very different for me as a guy for being a larger stature. And I mean, you might not take as much physical damage, but it still hurts inside. You know what I mean? Yes, it definitely. That was a one-time thing. And that was an eye opener for me because I didn't even know how to react. It's like, is this happening right now? How do I respond to this? Because it's just kind of, a shock and awe moment of that really just happened Mm -hmm. and what do I do and I dealt with the situation longer than I should have and the first time that happens generally is as hard as it is and I know it's been all over society with it but that's the time you step away that's the realization of when do you truly have to draw the line and put up a positive wall to separate you from that toxic behavior Mm -hmm. yeah I agree completely Yeah, I've been in a lot of toxic relationships in my life, both platonic and, well, I've really only, okay, I'm sorry, I'm trying to, like, I'm doing a flip book of memories in my head, trying to figure out which one I'm going to land on. This Um, is romantic relationships? Any relationship, it doesn't have to be romantic necessarily. Um, So, I was in a, a very short relationship with someone once. And it only lasted a few months and we were friends first for just a little bit. And then, you know, things happened very quickly. Um, when I look back, I was being love bombed and, um, I was like getting gifts. He was buying me like 
gold bracelets and and like necklaces and stuff and we were only together for a whole total of three months so this all everything happened within a span of three months and I'd say within the first month I love you was already being said and then and I was about to move I was like leaving moving like four hours away and I, I kind of realized that this was turning into a toxic relationship everything was happening faster and we weren't necessarily on the same page as far as how we felt about each other like I cared for him deeply but I didn't love him yet and for me when I tried to get out of the situation things did escalate and he did actually um attempt to kidnap me which I he which it was like kind of what you were saying where it was more of a almost like I mean, it wasn't obviously actively kidnapping me. It's not a passive thing, but it was wild because it was all happening reactively because I told him I didn't want to be with him anymore. And then he tried to pick me up and take me to his car without my consent, which is kidnapping. And I started to have a panic attack. And it was when I started hyperventilating that I guess something clicked in his head and he realized what the fuck he was doing. And he was like, holy shit, I need to like stop and he literally just set me down on the driveway and then like just left but um but yeah that would be like my instance of of like an unhealthy or toxic you know relationship that I was in and it was really hard and it was really scary but also like I'm really glad that I shut it down when I did because if we had been together for a year before I tried to say something who knows what would have happened yeah. You know, because like if he escalated to that matter just within us being together for three months, like a year from then, like who knows what he would have done type thing. I haven't had any crazy stories like that. Um, Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blessed. Thank you, God. I have had like an instance where uh, the person I was dating at the time, we were at a concert and he had taken a ton of drugs before and he had gotten sick and I had gotten sick and it was blamed on me that I wasn't there to take care of him even though I was sick myself and just taking and care just, of yourself yeah and that, that you weren't the one who promoted him to do these um, drugs or to get himself in that situation no. and that's a toxic behavior of an expectation of well I'm going to do what I want and it's the other person's responsibility to take care of me no matter what happens no matter what choices i made yeah yeah so i mean the the, the next two parts were um what made you realize it was toxic and how did you end the the toxicity or the relationship but i feel like we kind of yeah i mean you just have to ex like you have to exit that person from your life like bye-bye yeah if you're like constantly sad or like in my case i was like anytime we would talk i would constantly be crying and why am I even like with this person if yeah. this is how I'm going to feel all the time? Like, or if you're second guessing yourself all of the time because of the things that they're telling you, yeah, that's no bueno. Yeah, because that was I second guessed whether I was almost kidnapped. I'm like, no, he physically picked me up and tried to take me to his car. Like he almost kidnapped me. You know, like yeah. that's fact. Yeah, but I I still have to remind because sometimes I'm just like, I mean, he didn't do it though. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. It was still attempted kidnapping. Like, yeah, you know. But yeah, it's just a having to, all of it's honestly, it's all, it all comes back to connecting with yourself and listening to yourself. 
feel like that's everything. Opening up that third eye, following your instincts, mm-hmm. your gut feeling. Mm-hmm. And seeing that person for who they truly are. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. having healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? From the get-go. From the get-go. Not having days where you are you know, doing your own thing or having hanging out with your own friends. Because that was another thing of when I first got together with this person I said earlier, we only would hang out with his friends. And I, I would like, I almost kind of forgot that I had my own friends until a, like a couple of months after in. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I can't believe that this person has sort of manipulated me, even if he didn't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And just kind of like trying to morph me into what version he wanted me to be rather than just accepting me for who I am. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, and I'm not, I don't feel like he even really looked at you as a person in general, you know, because it wasn't even like you forgot to hang out with your friends. It was also like anytime you wanted to hang out with your friends with him too, he'd say no. But then every time that there was something with his friends, he would expect you to be there. Yeah. A lot of people have different levels of unconsciousness that they have, you know, and I feel like a lot of us are lucky to break through those levels of unconsciousness earlier in life. So it's really hard to, like, obviously, it's still their fault, you know, like, it's still their responsibility to improve the person that they are. But a lot of these people are just miserable and they want to have something to control in their life. And so they find someone to control. And to try to force to make them happy instead of them finding their own happiness. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have anything you want to add? No, I think you said that very well. Thanks. I said my pieces for answering the question as well from that standpoint. Hell yeah. So we've really only been describing toxicity as like something that's um, obviously negative. You know, manipulation, controlling, or, you know, gaslighting, things like that. Um I mean, this is also gaslighting too, but uh, toxic positivity is something that I feel like is really big in our society right now um, because with the uprising of kind of like the sp- the second wave of like spirituality, I feel like a lot of people, which I was included in this, when they start their spiritual journey, they think that everything needs to be like light and bright and positive when in reality it's all about balance of everything. Um, so a lot of people have a tendency to be like a toxic positive person, which is defined as someone who um, is like dismissive of negative emotions and um, responding to distress with false reassur- reassurances rather than empathy or like trying to, you know, like resolve this with you. It's just kind of like, oh, you have like a negative emotion. Well, like you just need to shut that down type thing. Um, And it usually comes from a feeling of, like, uncomfortability with negative emotions, and it's often well-intentioned, but can cause alienation and a feeling of disconnection. Yeah. I don't know what else I want to say about that, but you I've definitely been uh, toxic positive. And it does, I feel like it it does really stem a lot when you first get into spirituality Mm -hmm. and your kind of, like, soul, your true self, because you see all these things and you're like, oh my gosh, like you said, you see all these light bright and you're like, ah, I just want to be happy and live life and give love. And any kind of like past trauma that you have tried to block or just put away is 
itching to you and you're like karate chopping it. You're like, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of like a honeymoon stage in your spirituality because there's so much excitement and so many new things to discover and so much stuff that you're learning about yourself that you feel the excitement and gratification of improving. And you think that because you're still in the beginning of this spiritual work, you feel like negative emotions aren't a part of it just because you aren't experiencing all of the shadow work that you have to do for yourself. And if uh, someone who is in your life is having these, you know, negative, sad emotions because their emotions were meant to feel these things, you immediately kind of dismiss that person and those emotions. And I have definitely done that in the past of just if someone was going through a hard time of, you know, instead of being, I'm here for you, how can we, you know, help you get through this Mm -hmm. of, well, you just need to see the better side of things or, right. you know what I mean? Like being, you're being too things, negative. Yeah. Little things like that. Mm-hmm. I do want to add too, even outside of a spiritual perspective, which not just at the beginning of the journey and for some people, some people can continue with that endlessly. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes a pattern of toxic positivity that they keep throughout their, maybe their whole life, maybe for a long period of time. But it's also a thing for just in general society for people that you can have somebody who's toxic positive, somebody who just always wants to be somebody who's trying to be as polite as possible, but there is still, as being polite and kind has been romanticized, is there's still a level where it's too kind when you go too far with it and it's just trying to do it with every little thing. It's not positive at that point anymore. It's invasive. Because you're trying to force your desire for other people uh, to be, I don't know if you want to say catered to by you or just to make them feel as comfortable as possible that can become oppressive. And that's where the toxic part of toxic positivity comes from. Mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody's been around those people. It's just like they're super nice people, but it's just too much sometimes. And it's a matter of understanding other people around you and understanding as Sierra said, some of these negative emotions that are there. And that's, it's not wrong to feel negative emotions and you have to because without darkness, there is no light. Right, exactly. I agree completely. And it's almost kind of like walking on eggshells with this person, not in the fear that they'll blow up, but in the fear that if they find out that you're anything but happy and positive, that they're just going to like try, like I've had people try to like preach to me about, being a more positive person and you know like you always have the choice to be happy and I'm like no I sometimes I don't you know like sometimes I have to experience the sadness or the anger or the frustration before I can get back to calm and happy all right well thank you guys so much for listening let us know if you guys have ever you know experienced toxic relationships or have been toxic yourself. Right. And things that, that you're working on and yes. things that you've worked through. We're all human. We all experience some kind of trauma or toxic toxicity mm-hmm. in our life. And it's just like knowing that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. There's so many other people who probably, you know, have dealt with similar things that you have. Mm-hmm. And just to grow from it, that things aren't always going to be dark and know when to escape those 
relationships mm -hmm. or to be better yourself and escape them from within. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Just, um, yeah, just looking at your part in it. Because, like, as much as it's not your fault if you were deceived by the love bombing that someone did to get into your life, you know, you still have to make sure that you're doing your part to be a healthy person and contribute to a healthy relationship. Yeah. And if you're not receiving that from the other person, just cut them out. Right. You know, I mean, not like you were saying, not immediately. Everything, people have to progress within time you know mm -hmm. but if you're not if you're never getting that improvement then and not even necessarily cut them out but maybe change your relationship with this person because just because like we said at the start just because you may have done something that's toxic doesn't make you a toxic person maybe it's just that if you are in such a deep relationship with somebody that maybe it just doesn't work out. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you guys are toxic. Maybe together you're toxic, but separate. You can still be positive people and with leading good, healthy lives, mm -hmm. just have a different relationship that changes so you don't have to be toxic, even if that means you go from being someone that you're dating to someone that you're just friends with mm -hmm. and just changing it around because that situation may not be what's right for you two or right. yeah. the group of people, whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. There's a quote that I want to say before we end it. Yeah. Let's finish off with a quote. So it says, not all toxic people are cruel and uncaring. Some of them love us dearly. Many of them have good intentions. Most are toxic to our being simply because their needs and way of existing in the world force us to compromise ourselves and our happiness. They are inherently bad people, but they aren't the right people for us. And as hard as it is, we have to let them go. Life is hard enough without being around people who bring you down. And as much as you care, you can't destroy yourself for the sake of someone else. You have to make your well-being a priority. Whether that means breaking up with someone you care about, loving a family member from a distance, letting go of a friend, or removing yourself from a situation that feels hard. That was accurate as hell. I love it. So, yeah. Well, if you guys don't, you should totally follow us on Instagram at Third Eye Sears Podcast, or you could shoot us an email, Third Eye Sears Podcast at gmail.com. And we hope that uh, you guys will be here again for us next Monday. Yeah. We're going to go over the next, the oh. last part of the chakras. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Keep your eye open. 